Hello and welcome to episode 8282, the, uh, what, Jason Witten, Dane? Oh, sir, we're not doing that shit. We're not starting off not with that. Jason Witten, no, no, sir. No, Can you sir. name a better 82? Um, off the top? Off the top? Ooh. 82. Uh, Dante Hall, Human Joystick? Yes, yes the Human Joystick, yes. The, the Texas right. local, we'll, yes, we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll go we'll with go that. With the, he says we'll the, the Dante the Dante Hall episode yes. eighty two of the duo sports. The X factor that is. He's throwing up the oh the first the first one throwing yeah. up the X. Yeah, people don't, people don't know that before before Dez. I am Deontay Epps, joined by my brother, my ace, my best man, best friend, Dane Beasley. Dane, how you doing, my guy? Pretty good, bro. Pretty good. Um, life is interesting. You know how Mondays you typically expect it to be like you know normal, boring, all that stuff. That didn't happen. Um, So, but needless to say, we made it to the end of the week on Friday. This good Friday. And um, we both have been, I mean, you know, we both have had some car stories this week. Um, So, yeah, shout out to, shout out to, shout out to you for being level-headed and, and shout out to to everyone out there that has a functioning operation, uh, functioning and operational vehicle um, to take them to and from their destinations. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a ride. I think, I think, you know, we've we've we're eighty two episodes in this thing, and mm. I think it's time. You know, I kind of let. I mean, people know I teach, and you know, they know mm. you work in the district and stuff like that, yeah. the school district. But they don't really understand unless you're like I text you every day, like <laughs> yeah. I do you, or you know, I talk to Karina obviously every day. Yeah, but I, I, I'm a, I'm just gonna tell them what happened. You're in the trenches. Tell them, tell them you're in them trenches, man. I'm in the trenches, so let yeah. I'm I'm gonna do this. So many of you know that I am a teacher here in Waco ISD, and um, it's been a these past two years ever since COVID. Obviously, it's been very difficult for um, the education world. If you know a teacher, you probably know what's going on as far as. You know, the struggles of the everyday teacher, um, getting kids still acclimated to going to class every day because, you know, with with the pandemic, they were home for so long. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since that time, it's been very difficult to, you know, get everything back on track to somewhat of what it was before the pandemic. Right. And this particular year, I'm teaching at a middle school and in August before the school year started. There was a fire at another school in our district, another middle school that burned the, you know, basically, you know, like it, it can't be used, obviously. It was it, it was burned to the ground overnight. And so the students and staff of that school came to our school mm-hmm. um, in the district. So you can imagine with everything going on with COVID during August, like that was another spike going into, you know, the school year this year. So, um, it's two schools essentially in one building. So you can imagine with COVID, with spacing, with everything of that, what, what that comes with that, there were some issues. And we're in April now. And along almost, with almost the, the finish line, almost, almost there, the bro. 20, 28 school days left. Yes, I am counting. When you get to that point, you, you, every teacher, every administrator, you know, Dane, you're familiar with it, that, that countdown, yeah. you know. Um, it's been tough, man, just dealing with the spacing and the, um, how can I put it, the behavioral issues that come along with that. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fighting going on. It's not just at my school. You see stories. Dane, I don't know if you saw the the actual clip from DeSoto. Was it DeSoto ISD? Oh, yeah. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, with the substitute teacher. Um, if, if you don't know, Google... Google Car- Cardi B because she commented on it. Like, if you know, like celebrities, big time celebrities commenting on the crazy things that's happening in the district, in mm. districts across the country, you do understand how crazy it's been the past few years. Um, so yeah, so it's been a lot of fighting going on in the district. A lot of it's it's just crazy, man. So on Wednesday, yesterday, no, no, today's Friday. Yeah, so Wednesday, um. <laughs> I mean, I was in the trenches, dog. I was in the trenches. So 
for this particular class, I my class is in the library because there aren't um any there's any there's like I mentioned before, there's no space. There's no space in the uh in our class in our school. So for my particular class, this period I'm in the library and it's very open. If you can picture it in your head, I'm gonna try to describe it. It's like a our library is in the middle of the school, but it's like down on another level. And the hallway is around it's levels the library. It's, it's levels. <laughs> so the hallway, you can look down into the library from like, it looks like a, like a balcony type setting. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting down, like class just started and getting the kids ready for today's activities or whatever. And I look up and there's one student coming in. So students can come in in and out because the library is open if they need to talk to a librarian, get their computer fixings of that nature. And some students take advantage or have taken advantage of that. And this particular student came in with his, his, his crew, which are two other students. And, uh, he dropped his like book bag and stuff, ready to scrap with another student. And I got there before they actually started swinging. Like I'm in the middle because at that point it's like, you know it's going down. So I stepped in between them, but that it that didn't make a difference. These two individuals started swinging, yeah, and I, I started. Yeah, I, I held one student, and by that time, like I'm holding one student down. By that time, the other student is kind of getting Try his legs in, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so in that process of the other student getting licks in. Your boy was a casualty. Boy took a, took you know. I ate him though, you know. <laughs> caught, a, caught a stray, you know. Um, trying to uh, call esca- or de-escalate the situation before the right. the, the school officer got out there and other teachers would help me too. Somebody get hurt. What'd you say? They said before somebody could get hurt too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all in all, it was just you know having to be in there. It's just another stressful aspect of the situation that. You know, as yeah. a teacher, as an educator. So if you know somebody that's in the field, um, just reach out to them if you haven't recently to kind of check on them, see how they're doing, and give them some encouragement, some advice. Send a care package. Yeah. They're dealing with a – listen, as someone that is not physically in the classroom but works in the central office of the district, you hear a lot of stories. One thing we need to make sure that we reassure and reaffirm and provide additional support is anybody in those trenches, uh, any teachers – principals, APs, um, campus instructional staff, support staff, make sure they, you know, they hear you and they, that they make sure that they hear from your mouth that they're appreciated. Cause a lot of times, a lot of this hard work and the stuff that isn't on the paper, that isn't on an appraisal, it goes unnoticed. So yeah, for me to you, Deontay, appreciate you, man. Cause trust me, you, you, you might not see it right now, but 10, 15 years down the road, somebody's going to come up to you and say you were that one teacher that had an impact on them. Um, so, you know, you might not see it right now. You might not reap the benefits right now, but you being there standing in the gaps where someone else couldn't, uh, where a parent couldn't or a mentor couldn't or a teacher that, you know, said they were going to be there for a student couldn't, you were that, you know, you were that reason that inspire and push that particular person to keep moving forward. So. The reward, the reward might not come today. It might not come tomorrow. It might not come next week. But eventually down the road, somebody's going to reach out and say, I appreciate you for being the teacher and the inspiration that you are. So keep it on pushing, man. Keep on pushing. Thank keep you, brother. I appreciate that, man. That It really, uh, you know, I you know, I talk to you on a daily about stuff that yeah. goes on and um, how, how it's been there. But, you know, you take it one day at a time and you have that support system like your best friend, Absolutely. your wife, your family, your parents and stuff like that. So that's what keeps you going. And of course, the kids that, you know, are there to learn and you try to get out and reach and change the lives of those that, you know, are less fortunate and don't have that kind of support system at home to kind of yeah. get a better education. So, Absolutely. yeah, we're, we're going to push through that. And, uh, yeah, it's that's that's one part of the story of my week. <laughs> and uh Yesterday, Dana and I were supposed to record this episode on Thursday. It's Friday mm-hmm. right now, April fifteenth, and <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's the test, bro. You know yeah, they they be. say God gives you the 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 toughest challenges and battles to his his best warriors. So it was it's one of those things, man. Um, <laughs> coming home from work yesterday, uh, 
thank God. And I, and I talk talk with my parents yesterday about it that I wasn't on the highway when this happened because right. that would have been another situation. But I'm coming home from you know work, heading 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 home, and I'm only a few blocks up the up the way from my school, and I stopped at a stop sign, and then I. Try to accelerate again. My car, my car said, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired, boss. We're tired, boss. <laughs> like, facts. Like, I've never... That mug just shut down. Like, mm-hmm. like a car... Imagine a, you accelerating, like, going 30, 40, and your car just cuts off. And that's exactly what happened. So, yesterday was, uh, you know, the story I have about Wednesday happened, and then yesterday this situation happens where I have to get the tow truck, call USA to get my, you know, the you tow truck people had to wait 70 minutes to get a tow truck person to take it to the shop. And then what's funny, before I even called my dad, my dad's a whole nother character. Now it's funny. Yeah. Brandon's happening at the yeah. moment. <laughs> Ain't nothing yeah. funny about that. Before I called my dad, right, I... um. <laughs> The tow truck guy, oh, of course I try to jump it and it's not it's not jumping. And the reason why I kind of knew it wasn't my battery is because I mean it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that was it, but my lights, my radio, everything was working everything for like working a long fine. period of time. Right. Yep. So I'm like, is it my start? Battery, battery and, check. And yeah. <laughs> we good. So the, the the tow tow uh, tow truck guy came and he tried to jump it with he has one of those actual Packs, um, got a jumper cable packs. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. It actually looks like the car defibrillator. Yeah, and uh, it didn't work then. And he like kind of looked at my engine, and he's like, "Yeah, man." He like try to pull like the under the engine part. He's like, "Man, it looks like your engine's locked." But he pulled the juice He's like, "Well, but I'm just a, t- a tow truck driver." He put his. <laughs> I was just saying. That's just me. <laughs> that's just me. And then when I told my. Cause I couldn't get in contact with my dad, but my mom mm-hmm. told my dad that story. He was like, "What well, he know? He a tow truck driver." I was like, "Man, he said that." He sees this stuff you know? all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. And so I took it down to the shop. I had it towed to the shop, and lo and behold, and Dana already told you this story. I have a Hyundai Sonata for those familiar, and there is a recall for Hyundai Sonatas of 2011 and 2012, and mine's a 2012, and it is uh it's a recall on the engine at a certain mileage point and i'm past that mileage point but i had no idea there was a recall on my vehicle so that's a whole nother story in itself but the the uh, mechanic told me he had two other sonatas similar to mine with the same issue with the mileage past the uh yeah. the uh you know the ain't warranty no car, ain't no car manufacturer gonna go out their way to reach out to somebody about something that's going to cost them to fix for free like they're not gonna do that yeah. they probably tried the first address they had with you which you know was probably a few a few spots ago and after that's like ah well we tried and but yeah that's yeah. ain't nobody they're not gonna go to extra mile to try to help you out especially if it means saving you the consumer some money ain't gonna right. happen yeah man you know it's one <laughs> one challenge. i won't even say issue i'm gonna take it as a challenge like to mm-hmm. you know something that's going to pop up in life and you just got to, you know, take it head on and, you know, manage and have, like you said, have that support system there and ready. So yeah. just uh, looking not, not looking good for my car right now. So we're trying to figure out the options. Then good news this weekend, uh, you know, Dan and I are recording a little early on this Friday because I'm heading mm-hmm. down to Dallas to celebrate my boy Daniel such and Ariana's wedding. Great supporters of the duo here. So, Shout out, shout out to Daniel and stuff for that. But let's get into the sports news. And usually, Dane, we start out when we have like people that pass away unexpectedly or pass away in general. We mentioned at the end of the pod, but I wanted to start off with, um, you know, celebrating the life of Dwayne Haskins because there was a lot of, I'm sure you saw the Adam Schefter tweet, uh, the Gil Brandt rant on radio about. Um, uh, Dwayne Haskins, of course, and every time stuff like this happens, you have the the fake heart, fake hearted, or whatever apology yeah. from that instance. But in your it's, opinion, it's and a, for those that don't know, offended you, not apologize yeah, for what I said. Yeah, yeah, and most like most sports fans know by now that Dwayne Haskins, the former was he was with Pittsburgh. He was signed with Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was with Pittsburgh, correct at the moment. Yeah, he was okay. with Pittsburgh. 
He was still with the Steelers. Um, died unexpectedly last week. Um, the details of it, still. I mean, still it's kind still of, working. of course, like the mystery of why he was trying to cross the highways. I, I heard a report that he was ran, he ran out of gas in a rental car and was trying to get gas. I heard a report of jogging, but whatever the case may be, it's sad and unfortunate that. He lost his life early at the age of he's about to be 25 next month, I believe. And um, all the, you know, players and people that were close to him that came out and talked about the person he was off the field, obviously. And which means more than anything, which was great to see. But it's also tragic to see that a life get cut so short. But right. Why why do we always have these instances with the Adam Schefters and the Gil Brands of people? And I guess it's just them showing their true colors. What do you see when it comes to those guys that say those things? I don't know. I think I see a lack of empathy. Obviously, when you're in an industry that already doesn't care about the athlete, you care about what the athlete can do for you. It's already hard to humanize them. So it's easy for people in those positions that have evaluated players or reported on players to be tone deaf and just blatantly ignorant um, in reporting something. So I I don't know. And I might have mentioned this earlier. I mean, we talked before, but he is no stranger to being um, on the other side of the Ohio State University. Not to say that that fueled anything, but an opposing rival twice over or three times over, actually, you know, taking the opportunity to take an unnecessary jab at somebody, whatever. You can apologize for it, but at the end of the day, people are going to remember what you first said, not the the apology for, for afterwards, but it sucks. Um, and at the same time, it's like we, there's no, it's only God knows what was, was supposed to be of his life or if that was just the intention of, you know, what was supposed to happen. But, uh, you know, obviously 24 years young and there's a lot of your story that's still unwritten. Um, yeah. If something were to happen to me or you at 24 years old, like there's no telling what that story would have been, you know, it's still growing, yeah. um, still maturing, still having the opportunity to figure out who we are as, as gentlemen, um, as men. So, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it sucks because outside of, because I, I know him as a sports figure. Most people know him as a sports figure um, because he was great at throwing a football um, at one point in time. So it's that is our lens for the most part. But those close to him, people lost a friend. People lost a family mm-hmm. member. Somebody yeah. lost their husband. So, you know, Child. it's essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So and it's essentially the same. Anytime we have to talk about or just pay our respects to somebody in the, in the light, it's tough because we're only just fans. We, we see him from one point of view, but. It, I'm selfishly, of course, somebody else lost someone much more important than what we'll ever lose. But, you know, appreciate the memories that he's able to leave with us. And the one thing we can do moving forward is just making sure that we're not so critical of these guys because the story wasn't, you know, the story wasn't finished, obviously. You know, it wasn't, I'm certain it wasn't the way that um, anybody as an athlete wants to finish their career. But, you know, sometimes God calls you home sooner than you anticipated or sooner than anybody expects it. So we have to just do our part as people in the media, people with a platform to ensure that, or to make sure that we're not only respecting people who are living, but ensuring that we're giving them the fair opportunity at growth and not so much as chopping them down, but, you know, looking at the bright side of the positive of what they might be doing because, who knows? Right. Some nice people say like you could be gone today and gone some, or you can hear today and gone tomorrow. But really, you know, you could be you be here yeah. today and gone today. So, shout out to shout out to the legacy he left behind, and hopefully, you know, inspires people just to be you know more positive and nice to other people and or each other, and then just you know live each day as if it was your last. So, right, couldn't have said it better, man. And like it's crazy in twenty twenty two, you still have to tell people to think before they act think before they tweet think before they speak because like especially like i mean adam schefter he's had this is not his first rodeo with the second and third time in like the last three weeks for him like you should know better like just just right it doesn't have to it's just this whole being first with him his industry being like you want to be the first to be wrong like come on here so i don't know and then you know what the good thing is people a lot of the athletes and that we're talking about you know 
starting athletes are out here going in his neck because of what he said, and rightfully so. But hopefully, yeah. I mean, I can't say he's going to learn from that because he's been doing messed up stuff for a while. So it's just like, yeah, whatever. But. I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> it, 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 It's interesting, though, when you talk about those social media people that how we both talked about those social media people that need to think before they speak, act, all those kinds of things. And then did you see the news about Elon Musk this past week? I'm I'm done. I'm tired of that dude, yeah. bro. He's I think everybody like, bro, is at this point. Go sit down somewhere. Like don't you have a family or a business to run or like, bro, leave Twitter alone. Reason, we we like yeah. Twitter. We don't need you doing anything with it, bro. <laughs> That's exactly the reason why I brought it up because his his thoughts or whatever for Twitter is to be a, a freedom of speech kind of thing, nah, and we bro. know that could lead to That's a dangerous territory. As far as That's dangerous territory. There's freedom of speech. and all those you, things. You have freedom of speech, but you're not free from consequences. You can't be out here being an idiot, um, saying off the wall stuff or you know posting harmful things because at the end of the day. Just because you have the right to do it doesn't mean it's right to do it. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's uh, a good one. I'm, I'm done with. I'm done with it. No, I'm done with him. Chill out. Just man. because. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Just because you have a right to do it, it's not right to do. Bars. <laughs> man. Bars, you extra, bro. Chill out. <laughs> I hate you. No, but that's true, bro. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They ain't dropping bars. Oh, I hate you. Oh, man. But no, everything you said about that is true, man. But yeah, well, everything you said about Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace to, to Dwayne and thoughts and prayers to his family and friends and those that were close to him. Gone too soon. It was about to be 25 in may so man definitely a tough blow for the sports world for sure man and um continue to keep his family and friends and thoughts and prayers absolutely and dane did you happen to see that story (laughs) (laughs) i've reserved all comments i'll first i can let you get the overview but i've reserved all comments and tweets and thoughts because i'm like man this is too like this is I can't wait because I know I know Bo has probably got something to talk about about this on Sunday. Oh, um, he, on well, he, like, he he is. I, I listened to his pod on Wednesday. He had Mina Kimes yeah. on there, and they talked about it too. But uh, okay, Monday, let's talk about got to Wednesdays yet. But yeah, yeah. Hey, put your put your uh, tinfoil do rag on because it's about to get right, it's about me, to get grimy. Let me look. Put that mug on. Yeah. Tied up. All right. So this is coming from the Boston Globe. There Boston. was a situation that that apparently occurred allegedly. around Tom Brady's retirement. Allegedly, let me put that in there. Around Tom Brady's retirement and unretirement. And this tweet comes from Brian M. Floyd from the Boston Globe, uh, and he's taking ex- excerpts off of the actual article. But it says, "So Tom Brady's." plan was to fake retire become an executive with the dolphins bring in sean payton to coach then unretire before the brian flores lawsuit blew everything up and so this little article this one particular part says just hours later on february 1st flores filed his lawsuit against the dolphins and the nfl alleging racial discrimination as well as making explosive allegations against ross of trying to lose games intentionally and of tampering with a certain star quarterback, which we had talked about. We've talked about Flores almost every week on this pod, but when we first talked about the story, we had mentioned, yeah, we had mentioned the Dolphins owner Ross and like him being on this yacht trying to um, lure in Tom Brady, or they said <laughs> a, a big time star quarterback, which this right. kind of lines up with being Tom Brady. Um, said the lawsuit allegedly. messed up everything per the source allegedly. The plan to hire a white coach and a white team president without going through the Rooney Rule probably wouldn't fly once the Dolphins were sued for racial discrimination. So think about this. 
Flores, oh, let me continue real quick. Flores' accusations of tanking and tampering put the issue of cell phones and discovery at play for Ross and Brady. The lawsuit mm-hmm. simply brought too much heat to the situation, and Ross and Brady had to call up the arrangement. So think about this. Okay. Tom Brady retired. Retired. The plan was for him to retire. For Ross, the Dolphins owner, to hire him as an executive, not as a player, as a team executive. Brady unretires and is quarterback in the Dolphins. Before that, let me put a put Sean Payton was going to be hired as a coach. Then Brady was going to be the quarterback. Ought to be with Miami. And then Brian Flores said, nah, bruh. Nah, I, hap- I see what's happening here. He, he sent the papers. He's like, you've been served. Hmm. What's crazy, what's even crazier, the craziest, funniest part about this whole thing is our man, Bill Belichick. Bill. Do you, do you remember Brian Flores getting the mistake text from uh, Brian uh, Bill Belichick about the text Giants the job? Brian. Text the wrong Brian, right? Yes, he, he meant to text Brian Dable, but we're going to run with this, man. <laughs> Bill Belichick playing chess and not checkers. He does this purposely, knowing <laughs> knowing that it ignite, ignites Flores to start this lawsuit, damaging what the Dolphins conspired to do here, trying to bring Brady over. It might not be true, but it sounds fun as hell, man. It's it's a legit. It's like picturing Bill sitting in a chair, much like the ones we're sitting in, holding a furry cat, and just like, yes, my plan is coming to fruition. Just. Eh. It's phenomenal. Exceptional. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things that's so crazy. Like, it's There's too no crazy way this could be real. Be, or, or I'm thinking the opposite. Like, it's like so detailed. Like, I don't put anything past it. Like, especially with what Stephen Ross would want to do. Like, only, only time will tell, G. Desperate. Desperate only time will to tell. Be to do, do something like that. But, what do you think about the story for, and uh, and how it shaped out? As someone who enjoys conspiracy theories, I love it. I want so bad to believe that it's true, but no one's gonna, no one's going to put a stamp on this with a blue check and be like, "Hey, you know what? You got me. This is real." Like it's not gonna. Unfortunately, it's not gonna happen because it would have to. That would have to be a one of thirty-two teams, or at least two, possibly two of thirty-two teams lying down on the sword indicating that yes the racism is in fact the real thing i accidentally did a racism that that would have to be a, a real thing unfortunately and i just don't see that happen unfortunately it, it, it would be funny um it'd be very funny to say the least just the lengths of people would go just for a competitive edge but you know it's so drawn out like it's, it's finna get buried unfortunately months of months of planning to have this all yeah. set up in this certain way, but with all the rumors of Brady only coming back because uh, Bruce Arians retired, yeah. brings more fuel to the flame that he wanted to make a jump to Miami just to get rid of boy, or get boy, out boy. of Bruce Arians' he shadow or whatnot. But he already in the state, so it's like mm. right up the road. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, mm. that 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 was so funny. Um and you, of course, like you said, Tom's. I mean, somebody might ask Tom a question about this in training camp, but he's going to dismiss it, of course, and yeah, of people course. are going to dismiss it. But that I feel like we might get like a thirty for thirty or some type of documentary of untold stories or something like that, where it gets unraveled that hey, I said I have this text message, I have this recorded video or recorded audio of the owner or Tom Brady on the phone mm-hmm. saying, yeah, let's make this happen. Or Tom Brady calling Ross and saying, no, nah, we, we can't make this happen. Cause this, yeah. this lawsuit dropped, but yeah, that was some big, big story of the week. And then also Dane, why is this guy still the owner of the Washington yeah, commanders? You, Dan you, Snyder? He, he's got, he's got incriminating and naked pictures of Roger Goodell or half the owners. I don't know how this man still has a job. This man has nine lives, right? Facts. And Facts. we talk about before I even get into the story, we talk about how we don't have any minority owners in the NFL, but yet we have this guy still owning this team after scheming Countless. the books. 
countless things, After bro. All these sexual allegations, hey, sexual misconduct in the workplace. How, bro? This needs to change, bro. Here's the thing, bro. If there's something that's gonna get this man out of the paint, it'd probably be this. It's one thing to be a very evil, degrading, misogynist, sexist person sharing, you know, naked pictures of unsolicited or sharing pictures with somebody that you're not supposed to be sharing with her. However, you got them. That's a one level of disgust. That's one thing. For him not to get take for him not to get that team taken away from him from doing that, that's one thing. Say what you want about the NFL not caring about women. They don't care about women and, and they're gonna let this man continue to be a leader of a team being involved with something that scandalous and that disgusting. One thing. But it's gonna speak tons and tons and tons and tons of volumes if this is what gets this man out the paint. Um him skimming out skimming money off the top from the other thirty one owners and of course other players. So it's like I mean, it just goes back to what we always talk about. It's always about the money. Follow, you know, what Lester said, follow the money, follow the money. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to read the first two <laughs> paragraphs. Disgusted. I am as a fan, oh. as, as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I am absolutely disgusted <laughs> that an owner would take me out the, out the hands of these players. That I, I'm just downright lost for words. You see what Matt Schaub uh, tweeted? No, I missed it. Oh yeah, well, Matt Schaub essentially was like reminding players, like, "Look, he's taking money out of your mouth. It's like, you should be pissed off and upset about this type of thing." I was like, "Damn, you, Matt Schaub." I was like, "Yeah, well, it makes sense." But has he know. ever played under in Washington? I don't know. Matt's played with a lot I of teams, but there, there might be a connection somewhere. Yeah, there might be a connection somewhere, some way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, I think it's a situation where. Players always get the raw end of the stick, especially NFL players. They always get the short end of the stick. And then they come to find out that they're literally even more money is getting taken out of their hands. So it's like yeah. that probably struck a chord with him more than anything. Yeah. From the from the Washington Post, they they broke the story on the April 12th. Uh, it's titled Congress details allegations of commanders unlawful conduct to FTC. The Washington commanders and owner Daniel Snyder quote, may have engaged in a may have engaged in a troubling, long running and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct that allegedly involved withholding as many as five million in refundable deposits from season ticket holders and also hiding money that was supposed to be shared among NFL owners. It's a 20 page letter that goes into more detail um, talking about the game collegiate games that are at FedEx field and stuff like that. But it's uh, like you said, it's a it's a story. That adds a long list of Daniel Snyder. What the hell isms? Uh, yeah, rap a rap sheet, if you will. And um, yeah, man, like like you said, if this doesn't get him out the paint, <laughs> ain't nothing getting him out the paint at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But anywho, but anywho, what that sound? No! Nerdy news segment brought to you by Shout out to Keith. Nerdy news segment of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Dane, I don't know if you're planning to see this movie. I do, but just I don't know I, when, but I do. I I had I had to to let the people know again. I dropped some content, 15 second video clip, me doing a, a super small review. <laughs> That's not mm. even a review. It, review is just my thoughts. On Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in theaters now. I took my nephew to see it last week, and man, it nephew, was... nephew took you to see it. He took me. Well, he was about to Jesus. fall asleep in the theater, man. He's like, oh, it's bro. cold. It's like, boy, you better, you better snow globe. No. Um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It was, it was, bro, this movie was made for our generation. You know, the people that right. grew up with the right. video game, the the TV series, the show, kids of, you know, my nephew's seven. He knows Sonic, but like, obviously he didn't grow up with Sonic. It. Yeah. I mean, he knows the games this. and what'd you say? They don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But 
uh, without giving away too many spoilers, Sonic Sonic Two is it pays homage to those that enjoy the video games that watched the television show when it was on. Um, nostalgia at the highest peaks, like so so much fan service I mentioned in that video about um, stuff that you're like, yes, remember that they did that, and it was like. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey plays a hell of a Dr. Robotnik. I can't imagine anybody else in the world playing that role. And if he decides to, because there was talk of him saying that he might might retire from acting or whatever, they don't know. And I think even the directors mentioned they won't recast. They'll just play out, you know, and there's a lot of ways they can go with it if you, oh, yeah. if you follow the Sonic adventure. So um, he, he played... Every every time he was on screen, I will say this: every time he's on Strange the screen, villain. he takes the scene away, which he's the star of the movie, so you know that goes without saying. But right. it's enjoyable, it's fun. You laugh like he he could do the silliest little things, and you, you're you're laughing for for hours and hours. So I think what you're trying to say is the comedic timing was just perfect. yeah. He he perfect. does it, man. I I uh, I have to say, if you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog two, please go see that. Um, stay for the post or mid credit scene because it's it's fire, and uh, I will say that hopefully if Dan can see it in a few days, we'll talk about a spoiler type of action. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I watch what we will talk about. What we have both seen, Dane, episode three of Marvel Studios Moon Knight, and I I'm gonna say I continue not to be confused, but. I am like, I don't know where, what half of me is like, I don't know what's happening. The other half is let's see where it goes. Like I'm, I'm, it's not a disappointment kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, where we're we going with this. And um, what, yeah. What were your thoughts for episode three of, of Moon Knight? Episode three of Moon Knight. I thought we would get a little bit more, more detail more background um just about why are we here like why are we here now but i think the last three episodes are going to save that for the meat of that i don't know Mm -hmm. but um some of my suspicions were confirmed and we talked about last week spoiler alert we talked about last week about the multiple personalities or the multiple characters played by by isaac so Maybe my suspicions are confirmed sooner than I thought about the potential third, um, but nothing concrete. Of course, right now, all we have to go with is speculation. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll talk about that more as, as we get into it without saying too much. I've, I've already said it. too much. I've already said too yeah. much. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty cool how we see like you mentioned the multiple like another aspect to the personality of uh this character as well as did you notice we've talked about so far if this show not only where is it set on the MCU timeline but will we have any connection to anything that we know of it's of the MCU now. so far and now in in episode 3 spoiler alert there was a mention of Madripoor and if you've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know Madripoor is a place. Uh, can we call it a lawless land? <laughs> it's um, yeah, we we can call it the black market. Of, <laughs> yeah, the black, yeah, it's a, kind of a black marketplace where um, Bucky and um, Sam go with uh, Zemo to yeah. try. To, what were they going there for? I can't even remember off the top of my head. To destroy the super soldier serum or something, maybe? Yes. Or at least that's what Zemo was at. Okay. I, okay. I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. The and dude. so, yeah, yeah. like you mentioned, it's the black marketplace, and we are... The reason why I was mentioned in episode three of Moon Knight, we find out that Layla has had some visits there to Madripoor, and I didn't even know she was going to have hands like that, bro. She was Bruh. she was throwing down in some of them fights, which makes me think, I'm always going to think, yeah. if somebody could throw hands, they finna she be a hero, or used to be a hero. Yeah, like she could turn she into, I don't, I'm not familiar with all the Moon Knight characters, but and you may have more um, knowledge on that, but 
she pulled the dang Moon Knight daggers off the necklace, which which I'm assuming, or if if like I said, I haven't really been into the comics of it, but the 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 symbolism of the moon, and we know that Khonshu is Crescent. the Moon Knight Crescent. God. Yeah. yeah, the Crescent. We know he's the Moon Knight God, and she has these necklaces or necklace that resembles that, which makes me think that maybe in her family, because the the episode starts out with um her getting the passport, talking to this lady that I thought might be her mom, but I don't know if it was, but. They mentioned her dad and how her dad was kind of a archaeologist and yep. kind of bringing her into the connection of everything that we have seen so far. And with her coming out and having those daggers and having that moon kind of connection to possibly Khonshu, that makes me think maybe her family and some kind of genealogy tree has some connection to, to Khonshu, which makes it even more... I feel like I know more than I thought now that I didn't know what's going on, which makes me think even more more of her connection to um, uh, Oscar, or excuse me, Stephen Grant, uh, what's the other, Mark Spector kind of thing. We don't know where that connection kind of lies, but it's kind of making me go, hmm. hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting thing to find out. Um, and then at the end with Khonshu kind of sacrificing himself in which we talked about in the first two episodes, Dane, how we kind of thought what Khonshu's intentions were, whether they're good or bad. And I think this kind of this episode, at least for me, kind of opened my eyes to Khonshu as more than a guy that's like, like, I'm I'm a God, but I'm, he kind of, he cares, sacrificed himself in a sense, right. Going, realizing if he changed the weather again, he would be, uh, put on punishment for that by getting turned to stone, which would happen. But I think that was an interesting part, kind of seeing another aspect to his character. And then I, the, that that part at the end was really cool. Now, I'm going to ask oh, you skies. this. Yes. Manipulating the stars so, and the moon. Did we go back 2,000 years in the sky or in every, like, in the history of the MCU? I don't know. I think you can chop. You can probably chop it up any way you want to, but we won't know for certain until uh, episode four. But theories, I'm I'm all for hearing the theories about it because when it was happening, I was like, wait a minute, because everyone else can see it around them. They obviously can see the stars and the skies and how mm-hmm. that changes. But someone, I wonder what the Watcher's role in this whole thing is. Like, how how does he see that? And who, what authority, aside from the gods, obviously, the the pantheon there, what authority is going to come knocking at the door um, or authorities are going to come knocking at the door because of the manipulation Mm -hmm. of the skies again. So I don't know. But a few things for that episode for me. I'm asked a question. We didn't get to this the first time. Well, I wasn't here. And plus, I didn't bring, I forgot to bring it last time. But we know that Mark is married. We know that Steven is a hopeless romantic loser that is single. So who was it that asked old girl on a date from the museum? That's a good question. Okay, cool. All right. Here's another question for you. If Mark, the skilled trained tactician, of, I didn't um, even think about scenario. that person. Wow. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to keep hitting you. The Mark, the skilled trained tactician, precise killer, was not in control when those guys on the rooftop got beat down. And if it certainly wasn't Steve, we know Steven isn't capable of putting on such an ass. And they him. both said it wasn't them. And they both said it wasn't them. And who the hell was it? So going back to Khonshu, Khonshu knows something he's not telling either Mark or Steven. And that, to me, again, brings up another red flag about him and his intentions, whether he's intentionally trying to keep them in the dark about potentially, spoiler alert, a third personality, and which we know from the source material, the third personality, uh, Jake Lockley. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But again, this is for me, this is the second question. OK, 
is this who was doing all that? You know, uh, so I don't know, but hopefully we'll find out soon enough. And then two, back to your point about, back to your point about the manipulation and whether or not we move forward in time or whatever the case may be. We might have some more connectivity to the MCU. Um, so I don't know from a time aspect, yeah. um, yeah. with Stephen Strange, whether or not that's going to happen. Um, but obviously there are, we we have, we can theorize and we can let our imagination run wild about what could possibly happen. But episode four is definitely going to tell us what we need to know. Yeah. Dude, something else that just popped in my head. And when we were talking about MCU connectivity, I thought okay. it was interesting when the, the gods <laughs> took the avatars bodies. Right. And they started yeah. talking about um, how we don't manipulate you know, the humans and we, we don't, we don't interfere something. Right. That reminded me of Eternals, bro. Do you remember when they were talking? Oh, yes. How they don't interfere. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, huh. that's not a coincidence to me. They, it was a similar line that was said in the Eternals about not interfering all these years because we weren't allowed to. And well, this is the next phase. So maybe that might be a theme in terms of these, Right. And how are these Egyptian gods connected to these eternal gods? I yeah, yes. that line, bro, that we can't interfere, we won't interfere, both said in Eternals and now in Moon Knight with these Egyptian and the, gods. And the watcher said it too. I the watcher cannot, said it too. Not interfere. Yeah. Interfere. There's until he did. I, <laughs> until he did. I don't Put think that's on, on I don't think that's an accident. I think that was perf- no. purposely no, no. put there as that subtle connection. But hopefully we'll find out, you know, what exactly the connection is later on in episode four and five and six. We're halfway through Moon Knight, man. Incredible. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited to see how it's going to finish. But right after the finale, Dane, the next day, bro, we have Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Definitely gonna be madness. It's definitely gonna tie in. I didn't realize that they were gonna fall on the same not same day, but week. essentially the same week. That there's certainly gonna be a tie in a day away from each other. Because you know they have that Thursday showing. It's bro, we're back hmm. in like the MCU bag as far as content. We're back. <laughs> we're back. But what do you what do you kind of I know we talked about it before, but what are you kind of looking to see for in this MCU movie or in this Doctor Strange movie? Man, some sort of cohesiveness and an explanation. Possibly, I wanted to, I want to know for certain where the mutants are going to come into play if they are kind of coming into play. We talked in episode two there, of course, suspicions and theories about. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that later. This is just a Doctor Doom reference to Latveria, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's any type of truth and honesty to it, but um, I'll get to that. Book bookmark. We'll bookmark this part and possibly come back to it if it is confirmed. But I'm interested to see how the Time Council or how this works with Stephen and in, in being in some sort of trouble um, with the powers that be, possibly in an, an, an Illuminati esque situation, or if it's just a typical Marvel way of misleading us um, by making us think one thing <laughs> we think in this one way, but it's the other way. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited about seeing the Sorcerer Supreme on the screen again. And then of course, um, yeah. uh, oh buddy with the Tyler Perry uh, cornrows. Will we see because I don't think that mortal is the mortal we saw at the end of the first Doctor Strange, which me it's leads me to past. or you think it's the evil version? I mean, well, he's already evil. Or maybe they're two different maybe they're maybe they're two different guys. Yeah, I think it's a variant. <laughs> I, that also okay. makes me think where's where's the regular or not regular, the one that we know. The MCU yeah. regular version of uh Mordo. But I think the most interesting or what I'm most excited about is definitely the variants and who all we could see. 
we <laughs> think we see maybe a version of <laughs> who all gonna be there. I think we could see a possible version of I think we've seen it in the trailer of Captain Marvel. Um possibly two Wandas that we've seen multiple strangers. Right. Um did we get the aspect of her kids coming back and see if they come into full you know, like by the end of this movie will we that in full, no pun intended. Yeah, and it leads to all the different aspects of um the young Avengers that they're possibly trying to build. I, I think this is who I think will show up that I haven't heard anybody talk about. You ready? We've seen her kids, right? From from WandaVision. Right. I think we see I think we see White Vision in this movie. Ah. Think I think White back. Vision, it will I think White Vision is gonna be on this Illuminati um what do you call it he's gonna be in one of those illuminati seats that's my uh, bold prediction hmm. because would, uh, i guess i guess my question would be would give him like why would him of all people not him of all people but i don't know i guess we just have to find out and i asked i i went back and i thought about vision and who he has been because you remember in Civil War, Vision was on Tony's side as far as being right. governed and on the aspect we need to be put in check, all that thing. Illuminati is essentially that, right? They control, they govern in this aspect, we think the multiverse. And I think he would want to be a part of something like that. And I think, I think he'll be a surprise cameo. I haven't heard anybody mm. say that. I just think He'd be a good selection, in my opinion. But I'm excited to see it nonetheless and see what happens. Um, three weeks away is wild, bro. That's that's a hop, as they say, it's a hop, skip, and yeah, a jump hop, away. Skip and a jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'm excited nonetheless too. Just didn't realize until yeah. you said it that they were so close to each other. Like, so that leads me to believe Same. we are going to get some cookie crumbs. It'd be the Marvel way. I mean, obviously, the expectation is if you've been trucking with marvel this far what's to prevent you from watching moon knight and dr strange but if they leave some cookie crumbs in the final episode of moon knight to usher in or influence people to be like hey y'all need to come on to these theaters we got some for you type of situation so i don't know but i'm expecting dr strange the first one was already great but we and the mcu has a track record track record of the second or the sequel to their original films to be much better than the first um, seen with Winter Soldier, we saw with Iron Man two. Say what yep. you want about Thor and the Dark. We're like, eh, eh. We can Ragnarok was we'll replace that one with Ragnarok. Ragnarok was dope. Um, Guardians that Guardians of the Galaxy two was great too. So it's like the sky's the limit in terms of the sequel. So you know we'll see. Yep. Yeah, man. We'll definitely see. And closing out episode 82, Dane, we happen to get to play this segment. What y'all want? What y'all want? You are now tuned in to the What Y'all Want segment of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. The What Y'all Want segment where listeners, viewers can send us voicemails. Remember on like Blue's Clues, he used to say, we just got a letter. That's what we I feel like. We just got that. a letter. We just <laughs> got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> Let's check it out. Hey, duo. Doo-doos, as I like to call you. Uh, Mary-Kate Nashley. This is uh, Karina, Cause we, cause we the shit. formerly known as Yebra. Um, this is the only way that my husband will listen to me. So I just want to say that I really need you guys to watch uh, the Netflix Formula One show. I've been watching religiously, but uh, Deontay refuses to watch it. But this show is incredible. I have cried every episode, and it's car racing. You won't catch me dead crying about NASCAR, but here I am crying about Lewis Hamilton, you know? So I really uh, would like to request that you guys watch it, discuss it on the pod, and maybe I will listen if you do end up discussing it. Thank you so much. 
So that was wife. <laughs> One of our biggest fans. Hmm. One of our biggest oh, yeah. fans and supporters and helpers of the duo. Yeah, yeah she's been she's definitely been watching the F one um Netflix show. And from I, I mean, honestly, like she said in this uh, voicemail, I haven't watched Siri or excuse me, episode to episode, but I come in when she's watching and um it's called Formula One Drive to Survive. It's four seasons on Netflix and in general, man, I don't know if you've seen it, Dane. The popularity of F of, of F one has definitely come up in the last few I say last few months. I see a lot of people tweeting and um taking part in watching the races and like my wife watching the Netflix show and mm-hmm. it's become very popular here among US people and uh US sports fans. So I think I will eventually take a time day maybe we could kind of find a time to to watch that and talk about it but it talks about the ins and outs of the sports industry or sports racing industry uh mm-hmm. the day-to-day um the life trials and tribulations of racers and stuff that that they have mm-hmm. to go through and from what i have watched with karina and yes karina i've watched a little bit with you and um it's very like she said emotional um you kind of get drawn into the racers and there are a lot of aspects of the show that when you step back, you're like, dang, this is really like a sport or like, like the things that they go through are of of any, you know, sport athlete. And so it's definitely an interesting take on that. And we will definitely at some point try to get to that and talk about maybe, maybe like go in season. Cause it's like four seasons right now, but talk Mm -hmm. about it at some point, man. But I'm all for it. I'm gonna tell you why I'm all for it. Uh, My son, he, wanted to watch cars i had never watched cars before but we're on the disney plus app i'm trying to find something for us to watch wait he said, you've never watched cars before i've never seen my brother said the same thing well similar oh, same thing, but i've never seen cars i know what it was i was like yeah i'm good on that but he wanted to watch cars because he likes cars so we watched cars Are one and then we watched cars two yeah man so it was good i liked it um and another note of just he being a proud father. Cars was good. It was great. It was it was dope. Okay, man. go ahead. It was dope. <laughs> the, the la- and I, the last part before I let you go. Um, but two things, two huge milestones. Um, Langston, he already he knows how to count from one to twenty ish. But he, this week, this past week, I realized he understood what one and two actually meant. Um, he finished eating his food, and I've never done this before, or I haven't done this in a long time. Just gave him two cookies or whatever. Gave him two Oreos. Put the two Oreos down on his plate, and as I was walking away, he was like, one, two. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, shoot. He realizes these, they're not just words. They're a representation of things. Like, there's a concept behind him saying one and two. So him getting that, I was super excited, super proud. I was grinning from here. I was like, man, he really gets it. Other thing, he pointed out That's Spider-Man. Beautiful. He said, Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, you're like, no, it he- happened. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I fall on my knees singing my praises to the to the to the heavens. Like he actually he knew who he was. Like it was on uh I believe it was it's on a picture, maybe. No, no, no. Um underwear. We got him some more underwear and he loves Paw Patrol, so he knows who they who those guys are. Mm-hmm. But on the underwear, I was like, I you know, like you know who that is? And he was like, Yeah, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, dog, he knows who Spider-Man I is. Love so it. yeah. That's beautiful, yeah, man. man. So getting to those, getting to the ages, bruh, getting to bruh, he, where you start recognizing he, those things, he, bro. The the last thing earlier today, he was, and I'll send you these pictures. The last thing, and I'll let you go for the last thing. We were on Disney <laughs> Plus this morning because he wakes up at five thirty, and it's like I got to be up. So eating his breakfast and mm-hmm. watching, trying to find some on TV. And he pointed it, or he said, "Spider Man is what Spider Man pointed," and I was like, "Son, that's not Spider Man." That's the Black Panther. And of course, he didn't say it exactly. He got the black right, but he didn't know how to say Panther. He said, the Black Panther? And I said, like, yes, that's the Black mm-hmm. Panther. Do you want to watch the Black Panther? And he said, okay. So we started watching it. And then, of course, we got to about an hour and two minutes. And then his attention span was like, oh, I got to go find something else to play with. So yeah, we're almost there. Hey, but Almost, man. So, Almost there. Love to see. He, he'll there. be on the duo. He'll be on the duo in like eight years, and we'll start breaking down. <laughs> uh, these, yeah, by then it'll be like a Marvel DC crossover movie. We'll talk about Facts. with him and TJ. 
Facts. For you still ain't for you still ain't finished catching up with the DC animated universe. But <laughs> in, anywho, anywho as, as we close episode eighty two, <laughs> there is some news that we didn't get to get to and break down in our episode and stuff to look forward to this week. Uh, XFL Dane announces, you know, the XFL is coming back next year, February twenty twenty three, led by the Rock and his ex wife. The XFL. They have announced the coaches that will be coaching the teams in 2023. Some familiar names. You got Wade Phillips, Jim Hazlitt, Bob Stoops, mm. Mm. famous Rod Woodson, Heinz Ward, Reggie Barlow, Terrell Buckley, and Anthony Becht. So those are the eight coaches that will be the head coaches for the franchises when they come back in February of 2023. Also mm. announced a partnership deal with the NFL alumni this past week. And then, Dane, on Saturday, I have another league that is starting its first game. The USFL debuts on Fox. You can catch the games on Fox Sports this weekend. And then the NBA playoffs. We have not really got to talk about a lot of NBA news and NBA stuff. But it's coming. Yeah, NBA playoffs tip off on Saturday. We got the play in the final play in games today on friday but saturday nba playoffs begin and we'll talk about our predictions and who we think yes. is gonna raise the larry o'brien trophy uh, who, we, but who we know who we know who we know. know we'll save it who, who do i know who it ain't gonna be <laughs> I know. Hold it. Hold it. Uh, episode 82 the dante hall episode make sure to subscribe on apple Give us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Like and subscribe on YouTube, man. And we out this thing. Peace. Appreciate y'all.